This is actually working better at the hospital than at my house. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just, Nick, I think it's just that you're sitting up. I think that's all that that is. (laughs) Yeah, casually lounging. That's true. I'm pretty relaxed at home. Who wants to be famous? The biggest little city in the world, the American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from... Season 11, episode 1 of the Worst Little Podcast. I am the Reverend Rory Dowd, here with all of my good friends. We've got Nick, we've got Rick, we've got Kim, we've got Ian. Chewy took the night off, like he always does. And we've got the basement tapes. Thanks for putting up with us for 10 years. On the Worst Little Podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Hey, happy new year. Welcome to 2021, bitches. Everyone. (laughs) Welcome to season 11. Oh, we've got to explain Nick. Nick sounds worse because he's at the hospital with a mask on. Yes. Yes. I'm here. Nick is not at the hospital. Nick is just at the hospital. Right. (laughs) Nick is not in the hospital. He's just inside the hospital. (laughs) With our our, uh, one-time intern, Bruiser, who... uh, Yeah. You're just getting checked out, you know, just to be safe, because we don't know what happened this afternoon, but it wasn't good. It was scary. But we're all right now. Everything's going to be fine. Happy to be here for season 11, show number one. Fuck yeah. Yeah, buddy. Oh, my God. It is our first episode of the new season. It is. It's very exciting. I just realized that. So, and uh, uh, this is the actual, it came up on my phone. Uh, this is the actual week we recorded our very first episode oh so many years ago. Oh, uh, wow. So it was because so, of nostalgia that we didn't have a show last week. Yeah, sure. Yeah, huh? Uh-huh. Is that, is that how you want to roll this? Um, Rick, but, you guys, you know, yeah. I had COVID. <laughs> and food well, last week <laughs> <laughs> no last week I had food poisoning I think and it wasn't okay, super bad it was just bad enough to be like fuck I really don't want to do this <laughs> and I'm like I'm going to play that COVID card <laughs> but, <laughs> you know you only get to use it for so so long you right. know, it's only going to be around for the next like ever well, but it's no, fine. Na- but now it's this I live in this weird world. So yeah, over New Year's Day, New Year's Eve is when I first felt a little sick, and then I had a fever for like off and on for forty eight hours, and then I just had it was just like a regular flu cold for me. I didn't have any weird symptoms. It was pretty awesome. And then you fell asleep for four weeks. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, and then I just, and I slept a lot. But you know they say you're supposed to sleep a lot, so I just went with it. You know you feel like sleeping and you sleep. It's great. But you guys, the um, the really the different thing is now that I'm over it and I'm past the contagious point and everything's cool. It's like a new world because I don't have to be scared anymore. Like I don't have to like worry about going to restaurants or anything. Like I can just do whatever I feel like doing and, you know. Okay, typhoid, Rick. Do whatever you want. Uh (laughs) Yeah, because I'm going to I'm going to make like I'm going to. Yeah, like typhoid Mary, I'm going to make ice cream with my hands that I'm not going to wash it after I poop like typhoid Mary. It's all right, right, Rick. 
I'm vaccinated, so we can go out together. Yes, <laughs> we are. So we are. Fuck all these guys. We now have and two you guys can, like, members. Five and hug Who and you? Kiss and stuff. We only we only have like so we got like five or six more people need to get vaccinated or sick and then better, and then we can start having the show for real again. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited about this. Right. I will do what I can to lie, cheat, and steal my way up from the last tier to maybe 2B or something like that. You know, 2B, 2C. Yeah, yeah I'm doing the, I'm trying my hardest too because this upcoming semester I have a class where I actually have to go and teach in a middle school classroom oh, God. for like 48 hours over the semester. So I'm like, what? Well, the, I'm like, hey, so the, let me. Let, can I? Can I? Can I get the jabby jab poke poke, please? Like, can this I believe like, that'll technically classify you as part of the NSHE faculty and staff? I in, think in so. So that's that's I like, or, did or at least survey. staff. <laughs> yeah, I did like the survey thing and included that. Like, hey, just. Just putting it out there. I don't want to die because I wanted to further my education. Yeah, because shit. <laughs> Setting foot in a middle school, I mean, you what? might as well just like uh, lick uh, every doorknob in your house and, you know. I just, yeah. uh, and, well, I mean, and, I mean and, you know, it's I'm, already hard enough. It's going to be a middle fucking middle school classroom. Like, I don't want to also, like, I'm going to get torn to pieces. I don't want to actually die. Right. Like, well, you know, that's fair. Yeah, I haven't been to, I haven't been to a middle just school. Just remember, Sticks and stones may break your bones, but sixth worders, sixth graders' words can only get you arrested. Yeah. Well, and Ian, I haven't been in a middle school since I was in middle school, so do me a favor and let me know if it's as awful as I remember it. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Okay. I haven't heard anything good from like you know the kid, like my little brother and little sister, you know, who were behind me several years. So like, I it's probably still just a shit show, an absolute shit show. <laughs> Full uh, Rico is not a fan. Oh, see? Yeah, you know. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think that changes because, you know, 11, 12, 13-year-olds are the fucking worst and they'll never get any better. <laughs> there, There's a good reason Lord of the Flies is kind of an immortal classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so great to hear from you guys. But we have guests. <gasps> it's Basement Tapes, you guys. We have people here? Yeah. <laughs> Rory, you're not going to believe oh, wait, this. That's your joke. Right? <laughs> it was more funny when I spent two hours setting up microphones and for 100 people. <laughs> yeah, now, fair. when I'm looking at this tiny little screen on my phone, there really could be less people than I think. <laughs> but. Well, let's welcome the basement tapes. We've got Travis, Amy, Deb, and Bob all here live from Reno, Nevada. Hi, it's great to see Thanks you all. Thanks for having us. What's cracking? <laughs> I love how there's like uh, levels of quality of the microphones. It like slowly works up from like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like you to notice that I am not in the same room with Bob, who has a nice microphone. And I'm out in the living room and he's in there with the nice microphone by himself. <laughs> oh, you guys are so good. The worst has been when whole bands have done one computer or phone for an entire band. And those shows were just a nightmare. It just sounded yeah. terrible. <laughs> like it, like it was a great time, but then it's like you go back and you listen to it. It's like, yeah, we got to cut most of the show. <laughs> we're joking Shit. about things nobody can hear. So yay. So what are you guys doing? I think we saw Travis and Amy um around thanksgiving to drop off bob's not very world famous but quite delicious checks mix yeah that was fantastic thank you bob you betcha 
I mean, it's good everybody's staying away from each other. We're supposed to be doing that. My family canceled Christmas and Thanksgiving. We had no stuff, and and uh, but my roommate's family did not cancel Christmas and Thanksgiving. And that's how you got COVID. Surprise! Surprise. Wow. We think we don't know. I know, but we can't know for sure. But that's the most likely path that that happened. You mean Carlos, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. I didn't want to. Let's just go just, ahead when and it was, throw it under the box. Him right there, like <laughs> he here's his name, his number, show. and social. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how we think that happened. Did Pongo get COVID too? Um, I'm thinking safe? about it afterwards. I think Pongo was the the typhoid Mary. Because oh, like uh, we both who else constantly would have come in contact and and kissed everybody in the face uh, at that yeah, party, but Pongo. Because we don't, <laughs> Carlos and I don't have a huge amount of contact, but we're all in the same kitchen and stuff. But we both touch the dog a lot. So mm-hmm. be real, like cough yeah. on your hand, pet the dog. Rick pets the dog. Rick touches his face. There you go. <laughs> oh, don't lie. You let that dog lick you on the mouth all the time. It's so Pongo's the perfect dog. I don't know if you guys know this. He's better than any dog I've ever encountered. And he doesn't like to lick faces. He's, really? He's wow. like, he no wants to, he'll like lick your hands a little I'm bit. I'm so jealous. He's the, he, it's what he wants. He's not into that. He'll get right up to your face and he's like, I don't want to lick your face. It's almost like having a human friend that's just small and wants to sleep <laughs> on top of your covers. Yeah, Pongo's rad. I fucking miss oh, Pongo. God. I miss yeah. being in the fucking studio. Oh, God damn it! It's yeah. so much fun. And you guys, we're, we're, it's gonna—it's coming back. It's coming back. We're gonna—we're gonna come back Eventually. from this. It's gonna be so yeah. great. And then one day, yeah. children, safe. we're gonna be talking about this and saying like how awful it was and how nobody understands and complaining about how we have to be more careful. And new generations will be like, whatever, old man. And like and like, <laughs> not remembering it at all. Like how the je- the the Great Depression like screwed people up, and then made their they were super paranoid. And then their kids were like, "Fuck you, we're hippies." Like you know, it, it's gonna be like that. <laughs> this has been another exciting episode of Get Off My Lawn with Dogwater Dick. <laughs> Join us next week when we complain about people driving up and down the street in the middle of the night too loudly. I hate that. <laughs> uh, but but uh, to kind of steer that comment a little back towards the band here, uh, you guys have some fresh recordings, uh, some uh, unreleased recordings. I believe that's what we're going to get a treat of listening to today. Are they still unreleased? Uh, did you record these during 2020 or during 2019? We just got started recording. We did like two weekends and we had just gotten started and then everything went on lockdown Friday the 13th of March. So this is a, this re, these recordings are like almost a year old basically. They were, they were the first band that came in that was like, hey, you guys, we're here. We shouldn't touch you. It was the first time I was seeing people come into the studio with masks on. I remember it being like, oh, this is new. And Bob being like, okay, we're going to touch elbows. Bob was the first person to ever look at me and go, come on, touch elbows. And I'm like, what's what's going on? I don't understand. So this was the, yeah, the super beginning of it. We, it was, it was just into where like they hadn't shut everything down yet, but it was starting to happen. Well, let's uh, let's have a taste of that. Uh, what what should be the first song we're listening to this week? Jet Black Baby. Do you guys want to say anything about that? I thought it was about Garrett's truck, but apparently I was wrong. Well, it is Garrett's song, and he uh, sort of wrote it around uh, Joan Jet. Oh, that makes sense. Jet Black. I get it. And where is Garrett today? 
Garrett's got a bunch of uh, meetings early in the morning. He's got to prep for. He does important real things, Nick, not like the rest of us artists. Yeah, he's making some money. Okay, well, let's check this shit out, right, you guys? Yeah. You guys at the after the fucking bridge when when the chorus repeats and the claps are in the chorus repeating that spot in that song just like it gets me so hard. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, it gets me so hard. Not it gets me so hard. I mean, uh, uh, but porque no los dos. Six on one hand, half a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's killer! Oh, Thank you for making it sound so good, Rick. Yeah, it's all Rick. Oh, I don't oh you recorded it all with Rick? Yeah. By the way. Sweet. It, it's got this, like, dirty pop, dirty punk kind of sound that, that I really uh, like. You know, like like pop music, but with a little distortion and, and maybe some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're perfect for your teenage daughter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, except that she dislikes anything um, that has to do with uh, me. <laughs> like rock and roll yeah nope right out the door yeah uh, that's just a rebellious face she'll come around eventually <laughs> <laughs>
these were the sessions when we were for when we were doing those claps. These are the ones where you guys all had masks on in the same studio room and all and didn't. Was everybody wearing rubber gloves or was just Amy wearing rubber gloves to make the claps Amy? sound rubberier? It was so funny because it looked like everybody was in an operating room because they all got masks on and they're all standing around the same mic clapping their asses off. It was really cool. <laughs> Yeah, all right, we're ready to take out the appendix on six. Right. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no air conditioning. And I saw the glove bit in a movie and I was like, oh, we should try that. So I went and got a pair of like rubber gloves and yeah. Like big some- kitchen, like dishwashing gloves. Yeah. It was rad. Some people made some pretty like nurse ratchety jokes about it. Proctology, <laughs> whatnot, et cetera, et cetera. Amy, why did you get those gloves? I I don't think I was there for this part. You got the gloves because why? I saw the movie. There was like a people in the recording studio at a movie, and they were like, "Oh yeah, they had the the rubber gloves on." I was like, "We should we should try that. Maybe it sounds less fleshy." Yeah, so it'd be like like if like if non humans were clapping, that's what you want on your album. If you had, if you had a band of real dolls all clapping, that like, <laughs> right, right. that's what it would sound like. My, well, no, the the um, and who was it? Eddie Eddie from Eddie and the Subtitles said that back in the day, he was told that for claps on an album, that they would pat their legs. I have actually heard that because you get you have a wider surface and it's harder to miss. <laughs> and they probably get a more consistent clap sound out of it as well. And yeah. there's two for every person instead of just one. Ah, more sound. Math. (laughs) (laughs) Double, double, double your claps. So then would you like just put the microphone in between somebody's legs to get a stereo effect? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In out. Sexually. Rick, I need you to mic my thighs. (laughs) Get on in there. Get get nice and deep in there, Rick. Right, And, and you know... Make any adjustments you need to. Just twist that knob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm to keep it cardioid, if you know what I mean. Hey. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, you're not going to go Omni for this I one? I know. Right? I was just thinking, what, what's a more, or what about bi-directional, girl? <laughs> want a little figure eight, if you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. SM50, uh, SM51, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys. Oh. Hello. Hi, Bobby. Say hi. Hi, Bobby. Hi. Was your bath good? Here, listen. And we, we've gotten shy. Oh, God, but there was a moment of talking. Oh. Next Christmas, Rick. Next yeah. Christmas. No, I think it's it's coming. It's going to be great. <laughs> he has a lot of words. Uh, like, he chatters nonstop. Like... From the minute he wakes up, do you realize realize you're blinking more, Rory? (laughs) (laughs) You're just looking longingly off in the distance about sleep, blinking Uh, really fast. Uh, No, he's a great conversationalist. Oh, am I talking too loud for your ears? So yeah, he's plugging his ears. Aww, poor guy, Rory. You get that a lot, don't you? Sorry, he wanted it on his ears. Oh, (laughs) that makes more sense. He wants to be a part of the show. (laughs) <laughs> Hello Can you say hi, hi buddy Hey Bobby who's your favorite on the PJ Masks Well I'm Austin Oh yeah Are you <laughs> Catboy No Daddy Gecko Oh you're Gecko and Daddy's Catboy Say bye bye 
Well, should we say something? Does that make it better? <laughs> Hello? So let's go through the um, the different um, configurations of basement tapes to start us from when you very first started the band until your present lineup. Uh, well, I started this band uh, a number of years ago, and uh, we were just looking at it, and the first time we were on this podcast was September of 2017. That wasn't even the first lineup. I started with uh, me and uh, this guy named Jason Cording known him for a long time, been trying to play music with him for a long time, but he kept moving out of town. He'd move back and we'd kind of play music for a while. And it was him and uh, a guy named Perry, Perry Sandoval. Perry, I love that guy. Yeah, Perry's great. I love and miss him. But uh, we started as a three-piece, really kind of a, a garage band. And then uh, Jason moved away. Jason was moving to be with his family actually to start a family and uh so then we got uh lee johnson on drums for a while lee joined us and we we're a three-piece and then i brought in this girl to sing with us <laughs> so I wanted a, a female voice amy and, you never want to sing how did you guys meet was that like a craigslist looking for a singer yeah or? it's recent right <laughs> yeah. well incidentally i was i was not the first female chosen there were two other ladies auditioned before me and i was not the first choice because i'm not a singer so there it is but um one of the gals yar now well thank you but uh, <laughs> one of the gals um had uh how can i put this delicately uh, personal issues with somebody in the band. So that didn't pan out. And then the next gal that I picked actually recommended to Travis has a booming voice. She's amazingly talented and I love her so much, but she's moved away now, but she had um, stage fright and she didn't really want to perform, but, um, but she could really, really sing. And then it came down to me, who's the opposite. Like, I don't mind performing, but I can't really, really sing. Not like this girl could. <laughs> so it's kind of a trade off, but yeah, that's how I ended up in the band. Well, well, don't make it sound like you're the last one picked for dodgeball. Like, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we were just really comfortable. I mean, obviously, Travis and I have been together for 24 or five years, something like that. Ding, 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 ding. Are you guys really coming up on, on, what is that, the silver anniversary or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations, my friends. That's really cool. So, yeah, we share a lot of the same musical influences and a lot of the same interests. And it's very comfortable for me to try to do this in front of him and, and with his support. But at the same time, sometimes I feel like he's just telling me nice things because he'll get in trouble if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually, it was Perry, the last bassist, who encouraged me. He was like, you should sit in on a couple of practices and let's see how it goes. And and then you know they were like they they jumped me in so I, I became part of the basement <laughs> and that's how that happened. I don't know, but the 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 timbre of your voice with everything else and some of the songs you're the lead vocalist on, but the, the when it's all everybody together and that that little bit of you with everybody else because you guys do a lot of vocals where you're all singing together. That yeah. that to me is the magic of what you guys sound like. You know. Uh, thank you. I mean, that's because I'm terrified to do it by myself. When that, <laughs> there's parts where you sing alone, but but there's, I mean, it's that's what set you sets you guys apart from other bands. That's where I know what I'm listening to if I were to just hear your song without having recorded it. We should mention Garrett too, because he's 
he's the third voice. Yes. And he's not with us tonight. Yeah, unfortunately, Garrett couldn't be here, but Garrett added a lot to the band when we brought him on. Yeah, we Garrett Donovan, up. storied Reno uh, guitar player from uh, many a band, uh, including uh, the Liver Scars. Yeah, he's a great get for us because he taught me a lot about music. He's so experienced. He's a really good arranger. He has a, a really good idea of how to put a song together. He writes great lyrics, great music, and, and he sings with us. So it's really nice because he, um, he'll kick down and do the high harmony and he'll bring a lot of uh, ideas that Travis and I didn't have before. And he musically is is way more advanced and he can put together a song and he's really good at, at directing what he wants and he knows the tone and he knows the sound that he wants when he goes into the studio and he's very specific about the gear he uses and it's the kind of thing that just comes with mileage being in a band and just you know loving your instrument so much and learning to to employ it so well it doesn't hurt that he's really fucking fun to be around right yeah it's a lot of fun true that yeah, I mean, you could be all those things and still be a fucking asshole. Just <laughs> in fact, in fact so. I know a lot of dicks that sound like that. <laughs> hey. I, me, what? No, <laughs> I, I feel like that was really directed, Rick. <laughs> well, we were talking about somebody who's good at their instrument, Rory. Right. Weird. Sorry. Known. <laughs> Rick never had any problems with my playing of the skin. Fl- oh, wait, let's cut that. Let's cut that joke. Uh, no. Well, how about another song? Yeah. How about it? <laughs> what do you guys want to hear? Let's do uh, Follow Me Home. This is another song about the Midwest. It's about uh, those cold winters in Minnesota. And it looks a lot like Fargo, if you've ever seen Fargo, where it's just flat and white and cold and desolate. And so you're just following a pair of footsteps home while you're drunk in the snow and that could, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. yeah, more or less. yeah. <laughs> oh, and this is one of the, this is one of the great songs where fucking Amy sings alone. Hey, so fuck great. yeah. Not the whole thing, just parts. Yeah. 
Oh, it's the softer side of the basement table. That's nice. I like that. Well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. So this is still this is still unreleased. I haven't been like online or poked my head well, out of my I don't house. I know what constitutes a release these days. Uh, I don't know. Fair. Is there. it available out yeah. there? Where can I'm people find it? Can the kids get it on Spotify? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, I signed up through DistroKid, so it should be on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Okay, so it is out. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Because I would have, I should be playing this on my bike rides through my. Headphones, Aww. but I didn't. Through the devices. Realize. Yeah. All of them. I'm going to Every add this device. to my riding my bike list. We're writing four new ones for you too, Rick. <gasps> oh. I'm so excited. <laughs> so that's an exclusive <laughs> announcement the, here, folks. The music is always yeah. so great and we have so much fucking fun. It's always like just such a blast with you guys. Like we we talk and laugh and almost get no work done sometimes. It is so <laughs> fucking awesome. I, I just you I guys put so in much time fun. out at Rick because I talk too much to him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Carlos is here because you and Carlos can talk and I can still work. I just say, Rick, I, I'm glad you said it first, but like, I'm really surprised Dogwater even like stays afloat as a business with how much you just like to pull up a cup of tea and talk about everything and nothing at all for two hours. It's, it's my only social interaction and I don't charge people when we're just having a conversation. So, so yeah, I do lose a lot of money. See, that's your problem. Right? Yeah, that's, you're that's, that's free money, Rick. That's free money. Next time, next time I waste your time, send me a bill. <laughs> I just love too much. You may not backdate that to um, the past. Years, you know? <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, like that even happens when we were just we'd set up the podcast. Like I'd get there, and then we'd just end uh, up like shooting the shit for like an hour and a half, and being like, "Oh God, shit! Everybody's showing up Run. in twenty minutes. Quick, <laughs> go!" go. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, you gotta it's catch lovely. up. It's too yeah. lovely to go there with you, and then. I made the mistake of borrowing this magnificent book from him that I was going to tell Chewy about, but he's not here tonight. Oh, but shit. I read it over the summer, and then we had to talk about the chapters every time to do my book report, and we would catch up. Which book? It's in the City of Trembling Leaves, Rory, the one that you hey. didn't like as much. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, did, I really enjoyed the second book. The first book of the young Tim Hazard, I, I have a whole lot of problems with uh but over the years, I've come to really appreciate the uh, uh, literary um, deftness with which they were both written. Fuck yeah. And I, I think I've and, come to like I, I had such a strong negative reaction to it because it was well written is, I guess, what I'm trying to express. <laughs> Shit. And honestly, I think I like the first book better than the second book. Yeah, that's crazy. I much prefer his adult life. Tim Hazard, I, and yeah. it was the whole thing about like I just related so much to what it, what it's like being a screwed up little kid trying to grow up in Reno. But of course, me and Chewie did a ton. It would be so great if Chewie was on this episode. Me and Chewie did a ton oh. of research and found like pictures of people from from uh, Walter Van Tilburg Clark's life and and all this stuff. And so when Amy actually read it, because I've loaned like six copies of that book to six or seven different friends. I still have the one you let me borrow. <laughs> you just and that was like ten borrow. years ago. Ten years ago, <laughs> no, like at the beginning of the podcast. So maybe maybe eight years ago. But I've so I own maybe seven, eight, nine copies of that book, and I don't know where any of them are because I loan them to people, and then they just never read them or they I, never I have finish them. Somebody, 
I have purchased somebody else a copy for a gift. So. Oh, good. So at least it's paying forward to uh, yeah. others. So it, imagine my shock when Amy borrows my highlighted copy and reads the entire fucking thing. That's rad. Well, I just found it so enchanting. It's so totally lovely because I didn't grow up in Reno and there's all these touch points and all these wonderful things that you learn about the history of this city and how magnificent this whole area was back from the 1920s till now. And you can, you can visit these places and you can see the pictures in your mind and you can see the homes and and the characters and then his whole backstory and the actual photos from the yearbooks and things like that. It just, it, it, um, it weaves a really incredible tale about Reno that I did not know before. And honestly, I was like, I'm going to write a song about this. Oh <laughs> Getting back to the band business. But yeah. Did that so happen? It's happening. Oh my God. But yeah, so we're gonna, gonna, so you finish that song and we're going to have to have a special worst little podcast presents the city of trembling leaves. And it's just uh, us geeking out about the book and stuff like that. <laughs> we seriously could do an entire show Shit, on that. Cake. It, easy. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, and Ian, it's not easy. It's the size of the Bible. It's fucking it's great. Really. That's, yeah. that's all I need on top of all the textbooks yeah. I have to read. Great. Awesome. <laughs> and, and it's, it's a good way to avoid reading those textbooks. No, in fact, you can't get it on you. There's no digital copy available it, and it's out of print. So you have to buy used copies online for like 40 bucks. Rick, oh, man. why don't we make the audio book of it? Oh, that would be so great. We'd have to have somebody with a really amazing voice to fucking because it's so poetic. It would it'll kill it. If it's not perfect. <laughs> What's up? Is oh. public domain yet? I don't know because they don't I print don't it anymore. So. And you guys look, look. I have a cardboard cutout of Walter Van Tilburg Clark. So it's like he's doing the show with me. Look. <laughs> <laughs> There's a handsome fella. Yeah. Dark oh, hair. Yeah. No, and he, he eyes, and, and, sallow skin. Yeah, he frequently. Circles. You guys, he, yeah, no, in this picture, he looks like he's been doing coke for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's like, been hanging out with like either uh, uh, the, the Tim Leary crew or the, uh, uh, um, the, uh, the beatnecks or something, right. like doing some bug powder well, and, and talking to mugwumps. And this man, this man frequently would like take off all of his clothes and swim completely naked across Pyramid Lake, like totally normal all the time. Huh. Like across. Yes. He was that good of a swimmer. And then like one time he was picked up in a speedboat by young women because he got a little tired halfway across the lake and uh, and was completely naked and just had to deal with that. <laughs> Hey, that's some confidence, man. Right. So, so you know. And that that tells you he's probably well, just it's oh. the confidence isn't going for the swim. The confidence is accepting the ride. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with this. I'd be like, no, I'm just gonna let me drown. Climb out of this. Just let me yeah. drown. I'm gonna <laughs> climb out of this. Keep going, I'll be right. lake. <laughs> oh, I'm really sad yeah. too. We didn't get to this veer off with us. I know, me too, but that's the kind of fun you have at Rick's when you record a dog water. A kind of Reno-centric literary fun. That's the kind of fun we have. <laughs> Shameless plug for uh, Dog Water Studios. Yeah, and and The City of Trembling Leaves by Walter Van Tilburg Clark. <laughs> so, you guys, have you, have you guys, like, has anything weird happened when you've been stuck at home and shit? Learn how to, like, make weed butter or like weave um, guitars out of your old hair. I don't know. Continue to not learn how to play the cello. 
we have a, st- a stalker <laughs> kitty that I'm that I'm taking pictures of every time we catch him. He's he literally peeps in our window and and like he climbed up on our neighbor's roof during the summer and was like seriously just watching us and so now he's taking it like one time he actually got himself trapped in our garage so we have a stalker kitty and i'm and i'm developing a portfolio of images of him stalking us and i'm sorry that is k-i-t-t-y and not k-i-d-d-i-e that's my new covid that's my new covid hobby is there is there a caller what? Is there a collar? Is he feral or is he? No. Yeah, he, oh, he has he's a collar and a okay. bell. He's got a bell on his collar. So we oh. call him the bell kitty. And that yeah. sucks when you're a cat because you don't know that that bell is meant to f- frighten the birds you're trying to eat. Yeah, I caught him with a bird in its mouth too down the street. So Dude. yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty stealthy. I bet he like, I bet he like covers the bell while he runs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with one paw. Right, exactly. Yeah, just, <laughs> 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 or they're those poor deaf birds they get eaten first every time uh, you know it's kind of the breaks the other day when I was at home so now we're home all the time um, and I, I was at the front door for some reason and I think somebody had dropped off a package and I Cody's barking whatever and I go to the front door person with the package leaves and I go out to get it I come back in and then I look out the front door and there's this guy driving by in like some, I don't even know what kind of car it was, some silver car. And he's driving real slow by the front of the house. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And he opens the passenger door and he stops. Two dogs get out and go into like the front part of our yard, take a piss. And the guy's still got the door open and just slowly starts driving away. And I'm like, is he dumping the dogs right here? But nope, dogs oh, just no. went and jumped right back in his car and shuts the <laughs> That's door. That's how he off. takes them for a walk. It was a drive-by pee break. It wasn't even a walk. What? Wasn't even a walk. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to have to take him for a walk, but I don't want him peeing in the house. So let's right. go pee on somebody else's lawn. <laughs> and if they have a take number two, so much the better. Yeah. But maybe it was, maybe it was an ultra safe COVID person. I was still in quarantine, but I needed to walk the dog. And so I would put on a mask and think, well, I don't really see anybody. And it was two, just two days before I was getting off quarantine, but I felt good enough to walk the dog. And I remember thinking like I'm walking around with the mask on and I'm so freaked out. If somebody was coming down the other side of the street, I would like, like, like cross, get as far away as I possibly could. I didn't want to be near anybody. And then it looks like I'm paranoid that I think. It looks like I'm scared that I'm going to catch something from them, but I, I didn't want to get close enough to say, no, 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 no. You're the one that should be scared right now. <laughs> well, you probably shouldn't say that to somebody you just meet on the street anyway, oh, yeah, Rick. That's, right. that's not a good way to start off a conversation. Like, and you, you're caught between, I don't want anybody to know that I've got it, and and just screaming at the top of your lungs, I'm infected! Unclean! Unclean! <laughs> That so. You should have worn a sandwich board that said you should fear me. <laughs> <laughs> Please cross the street. <laughs> Talk to me if you want COVID. Just get like a neon sign. <laughs> COVID. I just hire a sign waiver to point, have a pointy arrow right at me. Six feet know. away, though. Of yes, of course. I don't want to <laughs> right. endanger anyone. 
It's like, you know, like the, when you have like a wide load coming down the highway, they have like the front runner car. That dude <laughs> yes. with the signs just did yes. that. I want a, COVID a, behind. Sometimes COVID you've behind. got, sometimes you got a front and back. I need both. <laughs> Get some megaphones, bullhorns. <laughs> Everybody, please stand back. Please stand back. <laughs> So maybe it was a guy just getting over COVID and you and you didn't want to infect anybody, but the dogs really wanted to get the fuck out of the house. I don't think so because he seemed really you know how hard it is to drive and open the passenger door while you're standing. <laughs> this, this, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, that really sounded like he was gonna abandon the animals. Like, you know, when you're driving out of Reno and there's a sign that says a thousand dollar fine for abandoning animals. Have you ever seen that? I would always see that driving out of Reno and think, who is that for? That's for that guy. Well, and and really, they take it very seriously, even if it is a tadpole in the pond. That right. was an expensive tadpole, my friend. Right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it turns out a lot of it's about squirrels because they could have bubonic plague and they will. Uh, and also in different, you know, people will get things in different states, move to here, a transient place, release an animal that they didn't have the finances to take care of when they hit hard times in town. And then you have this thing that's not designed to be this environment that could either just die or completely take over a habitat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of it has to do with that those kinds of concerns as well and feral dogs and cats speaking of transient trans. squirrels that's how you end up with people like rory and reno yeah <laughs> you just dropped him hey. here no no yeah there what's the fine for abandoning rory <laughs> <laughs> not as much for abandoning an animal i have a whole bunch of ex-girlfriend jokes right here but i don't think i'm gonna say any of them <laughs> good job rory you're maturing did we get to the part of the story of our lineup where Bob and Deb saved our bacon? No. Did we get to that part? Um, uh, we lost our rhythm section, and I'm not going to go into crazy details about how, but it was heartbreaking. And we had a show on the books at The Saint, if you guys remember The Saint. And it was in oh, about... Oh, man, that was in the before times. Two weeks or 10 days or something like that before the deadline. And Travis and I were brainstorming, beating our head on the wall, and we're like, what the hell are we going to do? I mean, we don't want to leave them hanging. We, want, we don't want to be dicks. And Travis had been in a band with Bobby for called the Firebombing, if you guys remember. Oh, they were and, rad. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were rad. And, uh, and we called Bob and Deb at the last minute. They came over, and they learned something like six songs in 10 days, Fuck saved our asses, wow. and came to the show. Wow. I have That's a correction awesome. to that. I actually did not learn the songs because when we played, most of them I didn't remember. It was horrifying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so you're just vamping? Just look at what the guitarist is doing. I hadn't played in like 15 years. So it was not it was not a good scene, but we we were there. Whoever else played, we we supported them. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and they've been a, amazing to work with, and we're so happy to have them. Yeah, I don't get guys. to see them as much because everything that they do is just nearly perfect, and then they leave the house, and then the the rest of us <laughs> screw around for like three months afterwards exactly. trying to yeah. get everything right. So let's have another song. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll intro this one. This was a, a song that I had in my back pocket. It's kind of one of those songs that I just uh, – came home one day and picked up the acoustic guitar and 
it was just a song about people you encounter in your life that just kind of take everyone else for granted and always take and don't give and how you end up uh, holding a little bitterness about that. So it's a song about dicks. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. It's super soft and pretty and, and great. So, but don't forget it's about dicks. Oh, I'd like to throw out there. This is a one. We got a pedal steel on this track. I found this oh, guy nice. on the internet and he's from Australia and, uh, I sent him the track and he played some pedal steel along to it and Rick mixed it in and made it sound real nice. Oh, it's always great, you guys, when you're recording an album. You think the song is 100% perfect. And then one of the band members sends you an email that says, hey, some dude in Australia did this pedal steel track. Can you make this work? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, and at first you're like, oh, this is going to suck. But then we plug, it actually was fucking really awesome. So it like, it like really filled things out awesome and. I ended up loving it. But there's always that moment of like, oh, I was really happy with this the way it was already. <laughs> now I got to add a whole nother thing. <laughs> okay, so check this out. And, and kudos to the, the dude in Australia.
again, a little more kickback side of the yeah. basement tapes. I like that. So sweet. Yeah, that pedal still really added a whole layer there. That was nice. I know. And in the beginning, it's like, oh, the entire song was built around this. And it's not. <laughs> if anything, it's the exact opposite. Right, right. It was an afterthought. No, it fucking filled it out so great. It was so awesome. And didn't that, does that, didn't we also get like keyboard tracks from that guy or was it somebody else? Uh, different guy, different track. God. Yeah. Oh yeah. I knew it was a different song, but I forgot if it was the same guy or not. Cause these are the people that I never met. And, but same thing. It just really added so much. Sometimes people send me, I had a, well, we did the, the band that we did over the Christmas break. They had a guy that sent in a bunch of really great, um, tracks, but none of them lined up. I had to just figure it all out. It was really, sometimes that's a nightmare and it's, it's a lot of fun, but. Other times it's not. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, oh, how do I tell them this doesn't fit this at all? <laughs> no, these were great. I was really, I loved it. And now, now I can't imagine the song without it. Well, all right, let's have some other music then. As you wish, Mr. Dowd. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and germs, viruses of all ages, it's time for the worst little <laughs> quiz in the world where I'm going to ask some provocative and uh, possibly disturbing questions of our guests and score them for our own amusement. Are you ready to play? Yes. <laughs> that, was most, that was the most sad milk toast yes ever. One <laughs> band member is like, it's uh, hard to whip you, them up in a frenzy over Zoom. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it brings us together, but it's not quite the same as my sweaty face right in front of theirs, and they're afraid <laughs> I might stab them. So, <laughs> uh, I think the, the BO in the room also helps because then you get them excited and it's like, and then we can leave the room. Or they're suffering from a little bit of uh, hypoxia and are making poor decisions. So, yeah, either way it works in our favor. <laughs> uh, when was the last time you guys were on the show so I can try to think of the newer stuff? Thank you. That's your first question. 18th, 2017. Oh, so it's been okay. a while. Yeah, we've got some new stuff since then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all new questions. All new questions. So I'm going to start and end the first segment. Uh, first, uh, I'm going to do for uh, uh, Kim, since she's not here anymore. She had to go to bed so she can save the world tomorrow. Uh, if you were an animal created by putting two animals together, what would that animal be? And... How would the split go? We'll start with Deb. Oh, God, no. Don't start with me. <laughs> Two animals. <laughs> what? Two animals. Two animals. You crammed them together. Yeah. Two animals. Um, a jackalope. <laughs> and a llama. Two. Oh, God. That makes well, it three. You know, I'm, I'm going for the added, the added value. So uh. <laughs> jackalope really is just one now. So the, a jackalope and a llama, and um, we're gonna go with uh, the the llama's head and a jackalope body. <laughs> okay, uh, that is terrifying. Just like super top heavy. <laughs> uh, Head on the ground. No, it has to shrink its head to, to not break its spine. No, regular sizes. I regular sizes. <laughs> giant, giant jackalope body with a regular size animal head is what I'm seeing. Yeah. 
And you, you like how I took the added value and completely destroyed it by getting rid of the jackalope. <laughs> oh, yeah, good job. <laughs> so that's just a bunny. That was a nice touch, yeah. Like like if you if you chose duck-billed platypus but only used the paws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right, uh, that was a good one. Well, let's stick with team girl, Amy. Oh, I think I want to be like a house cat and a porpoise. <laughs> okay, which and half and which half? All right, yeah, which well, half? I want yeah. like, the, the, the face of a kitty, but I want like the body and the tail of a porpoise, so I can Perfect. swim really fast underwater. Dude, so it's like, like it's like cat. it's like it's like a cat mermaid. Yes. Yeah, it's like a seal, but instead of looking like a dog, it looks like a cat. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sea lion. Oh God, it is a seal. What's wrong yeah, with me? <laughs> Shit. God's like, I already did that. <laughs> Mate, losers. Uh, let's go with uh, Bob. How about a giraffe with a chihuahua's head and face? <laughs> and temperament? More like a chihuahua. Like, could you imagine a chihuahua's temperament with the body of a giraffe? (laughs) (laughs) You better watch out. Peeing on everything. Could be running wild and pissing on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. That's the thing nightmares are made of, man. (laughs) Yeah, this, this giraffe thing won't leave me alone. Yeah, as somebody who has a chihuahua running around their house, like, I do not want him to be, like, four times as tall. That oh, would God. be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's got a little head way up high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yapping even farther. It'd be great. It would be so cute, though, if it was still chihuahua size with the little itty-bitty giraffe body. <laughs> <laughs> that would be adorable. Probably a lot more controllable, too. And uh, he, he could eat stuff off little trees, little plants, little shrubs. <laughs> little bonsai, bonsai trees. Be so cute. Okay. Can you, imagine, can you imagine that thing running through a dog park? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care Over what size. A dog park? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Travis. I'm going to go with an elephant and a rhinoceros. Hmm. Okay. Now which how part are they which? Put together. Like Why a stabby nose. Shit, both of those animals, the interesting part is the head, and you gotta pick one. So fun. Rory to laugh at that, because that's a total dad joke. Fun fact Travis is the first contestant ever to get egg points on his first question. Oh uh, uh, yeah, no, that, I think we might have to censor that joke. Or yeah, when that question comes up, just put a whole lot of bleeps in it so it sounds like you say something really filthy. Uh, <laughs> unnecessary censorship. <laughs> uh, Nick. Um, okay, uh, we'll do a celebrity road trip question because I can't think of any, and I'm pretty generic today. Okay, so you're going across the country. On a celebrity road trip, who's a celebrity and what's the car you're driving, Deb? I don't think that fast. Um, oh, she okay. had to start last time. This isn't fair. This is mean. Uh, okay, then let's well, start no, I, with I, Travis. I, oh, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll reverse it. Travis, go first. 
I'm going to go with Matthew McConaughey in like a 1970 Cuda. Okay. Okay. That combination is going to get you laid. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey right. in a 1970 right. Cootie. Yeah. Fuck. Cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> you better bring some weed on that trip. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he'll be bringing the weed, man. Yeah. Not, no, oh, no yeah. Worries. He got the good stuff. Oh, we'll be stopping It'd off be cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, Bob. How about Bill Murray in a VW van? Ooh, yeah. that's nice. Uh, like like I old like style that. VW pop-up camper van? Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a great answer. Probably the next Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I look funny. Um, all right. Uh, that leaves Travis, right? Or Amy. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> I've played this one a few times and, and I've revised my answer. Like the first one, it was going to be Kevin Smith. And then I was like, no, he's all thin and vegan now. So he wouldn't eat <laughs> junk hot dogs with me. So he's out. He's got to eat junk food on the trip with me. So then I picked Jack Black because he's like the next funniest guy in the world. And then I was like, no, like, okay, I already used that answer. So this time I'm going to say it's going to be Dave Grohl in his white Bronco. Fuck yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Why white Bronco? That he is his car. One. It oh. is his car. Oh, okay. I was wondering if this is some weird, and you're gonna drive like 25 miles an hour across like all OJ. of the, the interstate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's because he's got this video out there. You can find it on YouTube, and it's a picture of him. Like it's him and and I think Pat Smears riding shotgun. They're driving in his white bron- Bronco, and they pull in, and they're gonna go to I think it's the whiskey, and he starts singing "Back That Ass Up." He's like. Yeah, so if, if you guys check that out, that's my inspiration for the moment. That sounds great. Yeah. All right. Nice. I will also take the actual horse. A white bronco. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right, Deb, your turn. You've had a long time to think about it. Go. Yeah, it's still not going to be that great, probably. Um, so since we're playing pretend, I'm going with Carol Burnett in a oh. Carmen Gia. Oh, that's fucking yeah. sweet! I would totally. That's so old school and awesome. That's like my. That's a. That's on my. Me in high school answer. That's fucking great. <laughs> oh, but you guys, we discovered since last time you were on the show, the correct answer was Gigi Allen Mystery Machine. So you all lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hang on, hang on. I'm checking with the producer. Yes, yes, that is the correct answer from now on. <laughs> yeah. What is the the dumbest thing you ever shoplifted? And let's begin with girls again, but this time, Amy. Honestly, this is the only thing I've ever stolen in my whole life from a store. And it was for a friend of mine, and it's so stupid, but he had cut his finger and he was dead broke, and he pulled into this gas station in in Iowa. They're they're called Come and Goes, like come, K-U-M. Yeah, jerk and squirt. Is I that, am familiar with the franchise. Holy yeah, shit. So he pulled in and he's pumping gas and he had cut his finger. And I went in and I was like, fuck, my friend's bleeding. So I I went to the uh, the aisle and I popped open one of those old band-aids, the metal containers, popped it open, took one band-aid out and shut it and put it back on the shelf. 
and like snuck it in my pocket and went and like and, and put it on his finger for him. That was it. That's the only thing I've ever stolen from the store my whole oh, life. That's not that's not dumb though. That's very sweet. It was like it was like you were stealing bread to feed your family. Right, but yeah. he's probably such an asshole for it. I almost told on myself. That's pretty rad. Okay. Yeah, I think you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> We've had I way shoplifted way worse things from coming yeah. out. You're on the, <laughs> the good side of the spectrum there. We've yeah. heard some stuff that <laughs> It's real dumb. <laughs> but but it, it qualifies as the dumbest because it's the only time you stole it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should get out there and start filling my pockets. <laughs> if you if you do decide to shoplift, just know you you know you got at least one or two where you know you probably won't get caught before you start yeah. feeling guilty. And yeah. remember, stealing corporations not really stealing. And just know those of us here at the Worst Little Podcast do not endorse any of the preceding statements. <laughs> it's true. The lawyers tell me that it's absolutely true. Yeah, don't don't come at me, Walmart. All right, uh, moving on, Deb. Um, I I have a terrible memory, and I have shoplifted for no good reason on numerous occasions. Bob probably remembers <laughs> better than I do. Um, I'm sure it was things like makeup. That, yeah. Young that girls I, I, always steal makeup. Yeah, that shit's expensive. That I don't blame young, you. Honestly. And it's tiny and easy to slip into your little young woman purses. Does it yeah. count if you're working at a like 7-Eleven type place and you let a band come into the store and basically eat breakfast out of the store by letting them take whatever they want? You know, you are an accomplice in that, but it's for the greater good. They moved so fast and you just got so confused. Oh, I just didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's all a blur. (laughs) Distracted by their their mohawks and shiny spikes. It it was the jesters of chaos. They did indeed have Bohawks. Oh, man. You don't stop the Jesters of Chaos from stealing at your store. It's just the way it is. I mean, they're the Jesters of Chaos. That's right. what they're going to do. Yes. <laughs> it, takes well, a, it takes a full stomach to just chaos. Up. I have no recollection of ever stealing anything. Zero points. I would believe that. I believe. <laughs> I'm sure I have. I just don't remember. <laughs> That's exactly what I believe. <laughs> All right, give him points. Give him points. <laughs> Travis. I can't even think of anything that I've stolen that's worth anything. Like, I can't, I don't know, but like a year ago, we were walking into. Winco, and what should appear on the ground before me but a stick of deodorant. And it was a really nice, expensive degree stuff, and I don't know whose card this fell out of, so I grabbed it and stuck it in my pocket, and I've been using that stick of deodorant for the past year. Fucking <laughs> deodorant, man. It's the best. Oh, extra points for, like, it's still being, you could get arrested for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, <laughs> statute of limitations. Yeah. It's way to be ballsy. Yeah, I'll give you an extra two points for that. Yeah. 
make up for the negative <laughs> loss at the beginning. You know, my my answer to this question is the most Nevada thing ever. We were stealing. I was a little kid, and I, I remember it because I got caught. And we were stealing a candy bar and a pack of safety candles so that we could go hang out in an abandoned mine shaft by the house. That's pretty Nevada. It's fucking serious. Very Nevada. Nevada. That that's in fact Sparks Core. Yeah, hell is Sparks Core. Sparks Core. Ian. Uh, Okay, what is the sketchiest convenience store in the Reno Sparks area? Wells Avenue, Seven Eleven. Oh, well, but right the which, uh, which, which one of Wells though? And yeah, there the are one multiple by or the, one by the old Jubs. Multiple sketchy ones on Wells. Cheney, Cheney, Cheney. Yeah, that's a popular answer. One of the longest standing uh, payphones in Reno. <laughs> I don't know if it's still there, but it, it has been for many moons. Wow. Yeah, Seven Eleven by Jubs. I got pulled over there one night about three a.m. and had to do a breathalyzer. Oh, nice. Pass. Amy. I had a stack of drugs in my purse that night. <laughs> <laughs> so same, same, same location, I'm assuming. <laughs> That's your choice is. And Deb. Oh, I, I'm with Bob. That, that 7-Eleven on Cheney is pretty shady. Yeah, it is definitely pretty sketch. It definitely has an endurance record as far as shadiness, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's just constantly the same level of like, do I really need that pack of smokes? What's the opposite of a Michelin star? (laughs) (laughs) A worse little podcast bump. Hey! (laughs) And not like, not like bump, like it's gonna do well, but like something you put on the end of your key and put in your nose. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking, I was thinking, if you develop a worse little podcast bump, see your doctor and have it checked out. (laughs) WLP is a disease that is caused by listening to too much shit in your ears. So we know it hurts. Can we? Can uh, I? Okay. Can I do one more new May, one? The morning after pill. I had a new one as well, Rick. So oh, yeah, I was go gonna first, do an sir. old new one. You do okay. Me first. I have a new new one. Oh, holy shit! Okay, so really quick then, what is the what things did you have on your bedroom walls when you were in high school? Ooh. Uh, great one. Okay, Amy, you said ooh, so go first. Okay, uh, mostly Nikki Six to Molly Crew. And some James Dean, a little Susie and the Banshees, uh, Marilyn Monroe, um, let me think, uh, Sex Pistols, some shit that I tore out of Rolling Stone, and like Cabbage Patch Kids. Wow, that's a that's a weird curveball at the end. Yeah, I was like, I was with you, with you, with you. Cabbage Patch. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, this chick knows how to party, and then what? Were they a normal Cabbage Patch kids, or had you somehow altered their costume or physique? Like crucified them to something? Yeah, uh, were they like I, Garbage Pail Kids? No, I wish. That would be cool. <laughs> no, just regular. I think I had Cabbage Patch dolls, like a shelf, and then... You know, some assorted bullshit oh up there. Oh my god! But, so, yeah. so it's just like a little, like a little crumb of your innocence left behind in the in your exactly. new world. But that's that's pretty. That's yeah. sweet. Okay. What was the question? I didn't hear it. What things did you have on your walls when you were in high school? 
posters. Oh, yeah. Uh, bo- Tons Bob- of posters. Like, I had like uh, Motley Crue, uh, Metallica, Iron Maiden. Dang, I can't remember them all. Tons of metal bands. Poison, right. probably. Yeah. Seven Look seconds. The cat dragged in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were metal before you were punk. Uh, That's right. I've seen some yeah. pretty glam photos of Bob. Like, right. pretty I had glam big hair, out. long hair. Makeup. Yeah. And you know what's rad is Bob's girlfriend, Jenny had the same hairdo as him. Like, they both had the, the puffy Motley Crue hair. She, just, she had the same as me. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> I just remember that. You guys were a cute couple because you looked exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> remember? Uh, uh, high school was fun. Man, was a long ago. Yeah, so we, we haven't announced this, but a lot of us go way back on this podcast tonight. Uh, me and Nick go back all the way to high school. Rory, we go back to what, like 93, 92? No, I didn't get Deb here until didn't. about 96, but I had read your zine in okay. 92. Yeah, so 96. Uh, Deb and I go back to 97. So yeah, we go back like decades, some of us. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so who's next? I'll go. My I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm sure it had to do with volleyball, tennis, or horses. And David Lee Roth. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, a quiet little suburban girl. So, and honestly, I don't remember. I have no idea. I was trying to picture it in my head. God, what the hell did I have? I have no idea. Shit. I have a, Yeah. I have a terrible memory. Just I was gonna, gonna say, did you did you smoke more weed than the rest of us? Is that even possible? I, I think nobody I smoked think, more weed than me. I, think I didn't smoke enough or something. Oh, that, is that what it is? My dad is the same way. My dad's memory is terrible, and I have inherited it. So Bob's going to be in a lot of trouble when we're old because it's just going to get worse. <laughs> you guys will just be shuffling around the house, not recognizing each other, but also feeling strangely comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that leaves, does that leave Travis? Yes. Yeah, when I was in high school growing up, I had the, uh, the two-tone racing stripes and a big, like, four-foot-tall plastic watch, like a swatch-looking thing. And then a bunch of heavy metal with the big giant like room giant giant joke like like cartoon swatch kind of like yeah wow kind of thing you would see like on those like nickelodeons win a sweepstakes to a toy store and nobody ever buys these things (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah you called it like and you could say like you killed a giant and that's his watch (laughs) what we did back in the 80s we killed giants and stole their watches. <laughs> it was like a strap-on wall clock. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'd strap it on your wall. Right. Yeah. And it yeah. was a clock. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Search uh-huh. that online. Uh-huh. Just start typing strap on. <laughs> yeah. Strap but on your wall. wall. Yeah. They let him paint on his wall. He did a, like a little mural of a hot rod on his wall. And it was still there when I met him when he was like 22. Oh, that's cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Not when you're 22. 
Wow. <laughs> I was trying to be nice, Rory. I was trying to be nice. Hey, it was my dream to have an airbrush van, and I never got one, okay? <laughs> so I airbrushed the van on my wall. <laughs> and then I airbrushed on the side of the van on my wall. What a good kid, though. Like, my parents never would have let me use paint for oh, anything. No. Anything. Yeah. Oh. Totally. They'd be like, so you're going to somehow burn down the house, Rick, with this paint. Yeah. Like, my mom had a design aesthetic for the house, and she painted everything. What? No and one put it from anybody else. I, I finally convinced her, I'm going to paint one wall black. You can't stop me from doing that. And she was like, okay, fine. So I chose the biggest wall in my room. <laughs> well, and legit, Rick, you did actually almost burn your house down. Oh, lots of times. <laughs> lots of times. Well, no, and I loved, I loved, because I loved, um, um, spraying hairspray across the wall and then lighting it on fire and then it would it, Worst Little Podcast does not condone ever doing this and then it would <laughs> and with the lights off it would just glow this unearthly glow for a moment and then go out and then you would turn the lights on and realize that it was blistering the paint also so that's <laughs> I did that a lot but that's okay. There wasn't a whole lot of lead in that paint anymore. <laughs> right. Or yeah, and those houses didn't have a ton of asbestos. They totally did. No. They no. Totally did. <laughs> uh, right. So uh, fi- final question before ooh, we move ooh, on to the rapid Rory. fire. Rory, I have one. <laughs> I have the new one. <laughs> yeah, I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, we're going to do this really fast, right? Oh. Uh, fast long form. Fast long form. <laughs> Do I get to go or should Rory go? No, no. I think, Nick, after all this buildup, now another, we have to know. Hack up another loogie, Nick, and then go. All right. We'll start with Travis. Who yeah. plays you in the movie of your life? What actor plays you in the movie of your life? Oh, this is a really good question. I'm going to have to go with uh, Matt Dillon. Very good, Matt Dillon. All right, Amy? You know, a lot of people would say Melissa McCarthy. I get that a lot. But um, I want fat Drew Barrymore. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Very good, very good. Uh, Deb? Mine is Melissa McCarthy. My nickname is not Deb Disaster for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Uh, Bob? Well, he's deceased, but Robert Conrad should should play Robert Conrad, I believe. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's oh, perfect. Robert Conrad's hit "Ball in the Jack." Oh yeah, and I got you, baby. <laughs> okay, so the last question. I, I'll just preface it by this would be a really good mid quiz question, and not one for the end. Um. <clears throat> Who is your favorite Reno celebrity or historical figure? Oh. And we will start with Amy because she's had more than enough time to think about this. Well, I mean, rest in peace, Don Wells. Marianne from Gilligan's Island, right? We just lost her. Yeah. 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 Uh. Because I identified with her. I mean, I was also a bit gingery because I wanted to be glamorous, but... Like she was like the the Midwest good girl who baked the pies for the professor, and I thought she was very sweet, and I liked her a lot. All right, yeah, when excellent. I, when I when I found out she was from Reno, I was like, that fucking rules. 
Right? She's so cool. So wholesome. Is like, uh, you know, we love her so much. They should like, rename Wells Avenue, Wells Avenue. Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so like Gilligan and Marianne were the most normal people with that whole crew. Everybody else is a fucking weirdo. Yes. Except Marianne so and Gilligan. <laughs> and, and let's face it, they were the hottest ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. You're not a professor guy? Oh, God, you're right. The professor was really cute. I, I, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> okay. I love this uh, show. Next, it will go with Travis. My favorite Reno celebrity is Richard Spagnola. Oh. Hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> that will not get you a discount on your next recording. <laughs> and it does, it does you no good because I couldn't love you any more than I already do. Oh. Oh. Uh, Bob. What's the question? Who's your favorite Reno celebrity or historical figure? I'd have to say Colin Kaepernick. He's uh, he's out there doing things, uh, yeah. he's saying the good things and doing the right things, and he's ahead of his time. And um, yeah, he's a, he's an important person. Oh yeah, that's, that's a true. great answer. Yeah. And Deb. There's a, I don't know any Reno celebrities, but the people who come to mind are the skateboard dude who used to skate with the. Yeah. George. Yeah. Uh, the guy who waved. Oh, the waver. Remember the waver? And he'd walk back and forth to Carson City every day, and when you'd see him in the mall, he'd give you rocks that he found. Oh, I never had that experience. I just saw him waving. Fuck, that is so rad. I will have to say, Deb, um, you're married to a man who has a day named after him, so... I thought about going with that, but seeing as my birthday is the day before that, I just didn't want to go there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think this uh, nonsense has gone on long enough, and we're going to go ahead and forgo the rapid fire questions. Fair enough. Uh, Let me tabulate my scores here on <laughs> keypad yep. and uh, surprising no one um, Bob did not win uh, <laughs> I never win these things <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I'm happy to announce that his lovely partner did kind of crush the rest of the competition with her on point answers despite her, her lack of being able to think on the spot uh, Deb you are the winner uh, maybe oh share God. some of the glory with Bob because that's the closest she, he'll get her, wait, wait, her, her strategy was to not remember anything like that was that was how that worked <laughs> but it's it, really easy for me not remembering anything it was, a, it was a charming not remembering and Rory's like I just can't put this down I love it I love I, it I no I'm good uh, I'm no Bob was the one who couldn't remember Deb could quite clearly remember um, the shoplifting and helping others shoplift that really set her over the top <laughs> with a couple hundred thousand points there so when you post this online you don't put my last name right <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I the suppose statu- we could be statue statute of limitations game woo yeah <laughs> reflect well if in my current position working with um, 
Oh, there's a these are education in prison. <laughs> oh, see, you know, oh, we, the thing we, is, you know, we do we, have a lot we of prisoners play characters. We're all entertainers. These are characters we play. Rick can fix this. All he has to do is for every one of her answers, he just punches her in saying, under advice from my lawyer, I was advised not to And then when she wins, it'll blow everyone away. I think we know this is all entertainment. It's not, none of this is real. No. That's right. N- nothing. My name oh, is yeah, really Rick. Rick Namirez. Okay. What was the dumbest reason you ever committed murder? No, I mean, I'm going to add that to the quiz. Hey, hey, hey. No. No. Uh, speaking of holes in the Nevada desert, um, let's talk to, no, gosh, I'm not going to say any of those things. It would be delightfully funny. We're going to look toward the horizon. Um, as we mentioned earlier in the show, yeah, th- thank you, Calverts. They're on Zoom looking <laughs> off into the distance over their computers like like we're on freaking... Uh, um, Gilligan's Island. Oregon Trail or something. Yeah, <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Next week, we are looking forward to our rescheduled Asphalt Socialites um, here for our second episode of the season. Uh, we yeah. love those guys. It'll be a treat to have them. They've been working with Rick on a new album as well. I swear, yes. you can have your band on the podcast if you didn't record with me. It just so happens <laughs> that people who have recorded here have been on a lot lately. I'm really and sorry, guys. Time of COVID, it's just because of in COVID. In the time of COVID, it just kind of bottlenecks our opportunities to... Yeah, I can't go to a show and meet the upcoming new artists or bands. Right. So they just keep calling show to promote. Yeah, and and the only people with recordings are people that have been recording here. So yeah, please, (laughs) please, if you didn't record here, please call us and be on the show so this doesn't continue. Before we go, I I just wanted to say um, a quick shout out of of love and loss, and I'm sorry about Beau Bevier. they're going to, I think they're taking him off to life support today or whatever. And uh, our hearts go out to Courtney Pounding and Bo's family and friends. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nick. Uh, more things on the horizon. There is a virtual uh, punk rock flea market happening this year. Yeah. Um, you can submit, um, you can get a hold of Cadillac Kim on Facebook, and I'm sure they have something posted to the Reno Punk Rock Flea Market page about how you can apply to join. Of course, punk rock bands will have like, you know, like preference, but everybody's welcome to apply. We're, you know, putting this together to, you know, try to help alleviate some of the pain we're all going through. And it's going to be like a Valentine's special. They are looking to include not just bands and stuff, but also uh, any kind of performing artists, comics, uh, performance art, dance. Uh, if you make people who are crafters, makers that like, just like the punk rock flea market is, they they want to include everybody who's doing stuff DIY here in the Reno community. Um, the application, I believe, yeah, there's a link to it on their page, uh, but it is a Google Doc. It's pretty simple to fill out. So uh, go find that stuff and get on it. I know uh, they want to try to include just like any other year as many people they possibly can. And is it on yeah. the generator site? Is it on the punk, punk Rock Flea Market site? Anybody know? Punk Rock I, Flea Market's Facebook page. I know for okay. sure. I don't know about the website. Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. That is going to be a lot of fun. 
we've got a lot of great episodes lined up for you already this season. We've got most of the next three months already booked. So hold on to your seats. Hopefully nobody cancels and nobody uh, gets sick and the, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Here's but yeah, here we here here is to uh, closing in on one year of the podcast uh, online only. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, you're not wrong. We're like two months out. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has been so weird. As we start this season, it's been pretty exciting to have adapted and shifted and still be able to uh, uh, bring to you our listening audience uh, the the musical creators and personalities here in Reno and. Uh, I, I see the numbers. Uh, you guys are all still out there. So seriously, thank you very much for listening. Uh, it does mean a lot to all of us. And thank you all to the Patreon subscribers who are still kicking a little money our way every month. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a Patreon subscriber, don't forget to check us out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Worst Little Podcast. Uh, or is it worse or is it Dogwater Studios, Rick? No, no worst, worst little, little podcast. podcast. Yeah, it is worst little podcast. And yeah, you can sign up, be a sponsor, and yet a bonus show every week that has a side conversation with an extra song from the band and an extra slice of no Rory. Um, so <laughs> you know you want that no Rory time. So please sign up as soon as you can. And you Patreon people are so wonderful and so beautiful for giving us a little bit extra. And this year when I was sick with COVID, my business license, both uh, Reno and the state came up for renewal and I wasn't having any um, bands coming in because I had fucking COVID and I used the Patreon money to pay both of those. And I'm so grateful. Fuck well, yeah. fucking a! That's that's pretty exciting. Well, God the bless thing you is we all. Can't for beer right now, you know, we might as well use it for something, you know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, for the last song, we're gonna do the amazing Skinny Jenny, right? Yeah, thank you, Skinny Jenny. I know this fucking song has a story. So, do you want to tell it before we close the show and play that song? It's a real place. Actually, it's called Skinny Denny, and it's uh, in Brooklyn. And we were there on vacation a year ago, and we stumbled into this honky-tonk. It had been a long, shitty, rainy day, and we were looking just for a place to hang out, warm up. And we went and sat down, and they had a drink on the menu called the Lucinda, after Lucinda Williams. And, um, and we ordered, and uh, we were checking out the place, and it had a jukebox and a cool vibe. And it was just like this little... Um, Honky Tonk literally dropped in the city of Brooklyn. And we turned around and looked up behind us, and there was a picture of our patron saint, like Graham Parsons, was on the wall. And we were like, what total kismet for us to be here right now, just stumbling into this place. And and we always like, I took a picture of the cover art, <clears throat> is actually the window of the place. And I kept that in my back pocket. And then um, I was always like, we got to do something with this because it's so cool. It was our anniversary trip. I think it was our 20th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. And Travis had wrote uh, this song and I was like, man, that sounds like a honky tonk bar song. And then we just melded it together. We pulled this idea from our past, took the cover art and put our kind of Graham Parsons magic spin on it. And this is what was born. Skinny that is so rad. And on top Very of that great cool. so, that great story, this song kicks so much fucking ass. It's just fantastic. I love this song. My buddy Matt well, McHale played Hammond B3 on this one. Shout nice. out to Matt. Yeah. So. It's always great to slip a little organ in at the end. 
Hey. <laughs> cha cha. Hey, you know, Rick, at least you made it most of the way through the show before it got a little gay. Oh, you guys, the dick joke, the dick joke was in the last like four minutes of the show. That's fucking, that's never happened. It's oh, a new no, year. Wait. It's a new I'm year. Sorry. I made a whole bunch of dick jokes like half hour ago. So. That's true. <laughs> to be fair, I was just so- waiting on Rick. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, for the basement tapes, Dogwater Dick, Nick Ramirez, Chewbacca, Cadillac Kim, Ian, and all of the interns. Oh, Riku's now our intern. She works for me. Ha ha ha. This is the Reverend Rory Dowd saying, Life is short and we love you. Good night, ladies. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass.
Where did you meet those awful people? Dog Watch Studios. Fine, let's try it. I love you.